1: Welcome to the best of the summer run home today. Bozza and I counted down our top moments for 2023. Bozza counted down all sports and I did rugby league. Thanks, Mark. You're on the summer run home with Bozza and Missile. All right, Bozza. We previewed this before the break. Your number five, okay, number five, best sporting moment of 2023.
2: My number five best sporting moment for 2023 was watching the Penrith Panthers uh, equal the the three straight from my beloved Eels from the 80s, um, and the, and the manner that which they did it as well, because it looked for so long that um, the Broncos were going to win, and they basically they, they come home like that. Remember that southerly breeze that came? Yeah. Remember <laughs> that? it was so hot that day. Yeah, and the southerly breeze came in, but it was, it's a fantastic achievement, I, I think, especially in view of the fact with all the salary cap and all, and all the other sort of, you could say, little intricacies that perhaps you wouldn't say... Uh, that, uh, not to undermine or disrespect what Parramatta did, like I said, they're my team back in mm. the 80s, but it's a fantastic achievement. So that's number five for me.
1: You've played uh, football all around the world. Yes. Australians don't seem to appreciate dynasties as
2: much as, say, an America. No, too much. And I, 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 I you're exactly right. I was thinking about that today. But even, you know, I was thinking about to... The early 80s, when we'll have an absolute stinker at cricket. I mean, mm. we we'll, we'll had a really tough time, mm. you know, up until really, you have to say, probably 89 Ashes away. Yeah. And people were complaining like you wouldn't believe. But then we also complained when we have test series, right, that we're just going to be winning totally, too easy. Yeah. yeah. Aussies, in my opinion, in general, like a competition. Nothing wrong with that as well. Yeah. Um, but the dynasty thing, yeah. But that comes back to, in my opinion, and miss I mean, so we were talking about before, about you know allowing people to be what they want to be stop trying to drag them down rather yeah. than try to drag yourself up yeah. you know yeah so I, I I think that's sort of a little bit innate you know you know we want to give everyone a fair go which is good but remember anything that you do good mm. or bad there's always a flip side to that as well yeah because those dynasties and that like so you remember that you remember that's that great it. Parramatta team you remember the Bulldogs team that come around it as well you remember the Broncos I guess the Raiders yeah. that was uh, when I'd gone over three. so yeah um, I, I I hear what you're saying like that because I think it adds to the sport. You know, you then you want to see the new kids on the block knock off the that's champions, it. and you know, and you know, if if you're really smart, the way you deal with things, you can actually make sure that you stay on top. Yeah,
1: that's the thing. Like. We love underdogs in Australia, but sometimes I feel like we don't appreciate what's happening at the time. Right here, right we now. you look back and you tell your kids, oh, I remember when
2: Penrith won three in a row. Yeah, 100%. But at the time, you go,
1: oh, I can't stand Drume, I can't yeah. stand Cleary, can't stand your well, life.
2: there's a lot of people that, yeah, they eventually with the winners, they get over, they want to see somebody different yeah. okay. But, I mean, and I'm telling you, even great dynasties, I mean, the Liverpool team in the 70s and 80s, right? Mm. Liverpool and the football were unbelievable, both yep. in, in England. But it, they do come to an end. Yeah. yeah. Manchester yeah. United, 90 through to 2000, what, 2012, 2013. Um, so, yeah, around that time. Um, you know, and then so it's come to an end. You know, Manchester City now are ever so dominant. Now, a lot of people turn around and say, well, Man City a little bit different because they've got a state behind them. But I'm telling you, it, it will go in cycles. But mm. I'm with you. While you've got something great there in front of you, you yeah, treasure it.
1: Treasure it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I feel like we might do that a little bit with Dave Warner as well. I know he's very polarizing yeah. and people love him or hate him, but we'll probably look back and go, it's a bit boring now that Warner's not there. <laughs> like
2: a know. lot of people, unfortunately, in sports, for, for them really, mm. are perhaps more appreciated when they go yeah. rather than the time that they're there. Yeah. I think that sandpaper gate thing really affected the way that the Australian yeah. public Viewed, you know both himself and, and Steve Smith, and I think it was at Bancroft the Bancroft, other one, yeah, uh, and really affected the way they they looked at the Australian cricket team for quite some time because you yeah. know remember he used to, he used to speak about. You know other teams, and you know I think a lot of strangers just love the to rules, go, yeah, yeah. Oh, this or that. Well, they couldn't say that. that. <laughs> you can't say that anymore, yeah. can you? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. We're done for life. Yeah, now. but I mean, like in terms of you know what he's achieved and this, that, and the other. Of course, there will be, but there's always yeah. there's always been polarizing figures. Some people are like to and I think if you really if you ask David Warner one on one quietly, you know he he wasn't there to make friends. He was there to be the best possible Test batsman that he was That's being, in, and arguably. For, for quite some time, there were times where there was no better test batsman in the world. So, Correct. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Time will tell.
1: All right. My number five, What's your five? moment What's your five, from 5 NRL. Uh, I'm going up the WARS. Oh, right. The run of the Warriors. Uh, okay. The Warriors, by some, are predicted to get the wooden spoon this year. They had a new coach, unproven. Mm-hmm. Their squad wasn't one of the strongest in the NRL yet. They f- went to the second uh, week of the finals. Uh, they were selling out every home game towards the back end the of the year. The crowds were excellent, weren't they? Crowds were excellent. And they became everybody's second team. Mm. Um, they were the real bandwagon side of the NRL this year. Would you
2: have another team in New Zealand? I think they will. Yeah, I think they yeah. will eventually. Because the A League have just opened up one with Auckland. Um, yeah. So, um, I mean, Auckland's a tremendous city. Great city. Um, so, I'm um, just like, uh, because, you know, apparently from our football and basketball, there was an article, like I said today, talking about. Sports in New Zealand and this, that, and the other as well. And they said football and basketball are absolutely flying. Yeah. So, but last season, like you said, with the Warriors, they, they were flying as well. It was yeah. perfect
1: timing for them as well. Running into a World Cup yeah. rugby year is a time yeah. when it could go quiet over there if yeah. they weren't doing well. They were selling out every game. They won, the, the New Zealand side then won the. Uh, what they call it, Gibbo, the Super Test? Super Rugby. The, no, no, the, the NRL, oh, Australia Pacific versus Pacific Championship. Pacific, whatever yeah, that yeah. was, Egg and Spoon Race at the end of the year. But, <laughs> <laughs> but they did win that, right? Yeah, so it was a course. big year. It was a big year uh, for New Zealand Rugby League. Uh, and the up the wires movement became the thing to say, right? Yeah. They saw sports from all around the world saying in their post-match interviews, I think they got yep. an NBA player, Someone in the EPL people saying up the waz. Up the waz. Um, that was it. It
2: was when you said waz. I don't know about you, Gibber, but also, they didn't even mean waratahs. But I said no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no, no. What
1: do
3: you reckon, Missol? This year, do you think they can um, they can have another sort of career tough,
1: year? Yeah, it's tough, Gibber. When it, when a side has uh, an outstanding year like that, where where they probably punch above their weight so yeah, much. Always. Yeah, well, they're it's not pretty hard be, to back it up. Well, they're not going to be
2: underneath the radar anymore. No, no, that yeah. way. So, Teams will be prepared for yeah, them. That's yeah. that's, uh, that, that's um, the thing. But that's where you've got to keep evolving, you know, yeah. especially in the modern day with the video analysis and everything that we're, we've got available and you can get things really down to a fine art. You've got to make sure that you have a couple of different ways to play. Yeah. And that includes that you know, more so you probably probably saying football, but it doesn't matter, in rugby league too. Yeah. So a couple of the, you have your standard stocked way that you want to play, right? This is the mm. way, this is who we are. This is what we do. This yep. is our philosophy. Okay. Yeah. But then you've got to have that ability, in my opinion, to change mid-game. To say, okay, well, listen, this is not really working. We're going to change it a little bit like this. And that's when really top-line coaching comes in, where you can actually sit there and pick and say, look, listen, it's not really happening at the moment. We've got to change things here. or well, We're going to lose that game. All right, you can call us
1: throughout the show today,
2: one three hundred oh one eleven
1: seventy. Let us know what you think about our top five uh, or anything else we say on the yeah. show. And we have got to call a buzzer. Uh, James from Hornsby's on the line. He wants to talk to us about dynasties. All Afternoon, right, James, James, how are
0: you, mate? Oh, I'm alright, just finished 10 hours, so I'm good, I'm on the way
2: Good home. man, and happy, happy, new, good man. happy new year to you and your family and friends. Oh yeah, them, yeah, we'll see
0: how happy it'll be. It's 366, <laughs> 64 days to go,
2: isn't it?
1: So, <laughs> it what do you reckon about dynasties, James?
0: All right. dynasties, um... What's wrong with
2: having them? I thought it was great when the
0: Aussie cricketers were bloody wiping them out in three
2: days. I oh, couldn't laugh. No, no, a was the best laugh out. No, 100%, 100% right. But I, I, I think sometimes, like I said to you, uh, you could say uh, uh, some people will maybe point to the commercial aspect in terms of, like, we don't want to have too many dead games in our competition, right? Yeah. But the bottom line is, I'm still thinking to myself last year, say, for example, with the NRL, with the Rugby League. There were games. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was the West Tigers. Sorry, West Tigers. But I think it was. You got, they got they got beat sixty to twenty four or something. I mean, yeah, I don't yeah. know how much more of a sort of you know, and that's with a salary cap and everything. But in terms of the top of the league, the thing you suffer from is you haven't got promotion relegation. Mm. And it's not as if you finish in the top six, you're in Europe. You know, it's not, yeah. you know what I mean. So. Yeah. That's what makes it. I can understand with three or four weeks to go, they want as many teams involved as possible. Yeah. So I can understand that. But in terms of right up the top, the dynasty thing, of course. Of course. And the dynasty
1: hasn't hurt the rugby league, well, this year anyway. There was record numbers on TV, record crowds, records. Well, let's
2: put it this way, right? The the biggest showcase event in rugby league, correct me if I'm wrong, anyone who's listening to, please call in and say, I think you're wrong, boss. But in my opinion, from the outside, although I love my rugby league, I'm still an outsider, Mm. is a state of origin. Yeah. So that's what, do you, the biggest call, what product. do you? Well, yeah. Well, that's two teams. What do you call Queensland winning mini ten straight? <laughs> yeah. What do you call that?
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah? Yeah? That's one, and it's The we don't want to see again. No, but you know what I'm saying. You know <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying, yeah, yeah. Jay? Like, if
2: people get bored, that's a great, you know, if you have a little experiment and say, well, let's see if people get bored of it. Well, Throughout that it whole
1: didn't. time, people were buying tickets, people were watching.
2: All right, because they want to see. They say, oh, these are the best. Good, but we want to see if they can be knocked off. That's it. That's all.
1: All right, thanks for your call, James. Remember, you can call us one 300 1170 during the show or give us a text 457 Welcome back to the best of the run home summer edition. It was Bozza and Missile in today. We continued to count down our top moments from 2023. Welcome back to the summer run home with Bozza and the Missile. Yeah. Second of January. We're into
2: the new year. However, we are reminisce- reminiscing about a great 2023. 2023 yeah. uh, Maybe get some people to text and, uh, and, and call in about their great moments as well. Yeah, be good. yeah, absolutely.
1: Bozza, you're counting down the top five sporting right. moments of sporting 2023. Right, sporting moments. We're into okay.
2: number four. My number four is the Cricket World Cup and uh, the win by Australia in the grand final against – well, the final of the tournament uh, against the home side uh, against the, all the odds uh, after the home side had not been beaten throughout the whole tournament. Yeah. Um, I think that was a, a fantastic achievement. Yours, number Those four?
1: short-priced favourites. My rugby league, number four. This one could be a bit contentious. However, I think it was a huge achievement. Ezra Mam, yeah. three tries in a grand final. Mm-hmm. Huge performance, career changing performance. However, it ended up being in a losing team. Watching oh, the game right, that okay. night, I'm watching it going, This guy yep. is going stratospheric after this game. Mm. However, then they lose the game. And that's all right. It doesn't get yeah. lost in the wash up, but mm. Nathan Cleary probably supersedes him. Mm. And therefore, I'm trying to think he the about other one as works. well. The, I
2: don't think he's gonna beat Panthers next year. He had that I think he had something on his arm. Um, one of the two, but he was magnificent yeah, as well. Yeah. I think it was a centre or second rower. He was magnificent as well.
1: Gibbo, you... uh, Ezra Mann mm. yep. on but the yeah, open 100%. market tomorrow. Million dollar man as a result of that grand final.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Do you think Um, you saw the Broncos get there? You saw the Yields get to the grand final two years ago now and then fall off a cliff sort of. No, nah, Broncos mm.
1: are the
2: real deal. You reckon? Mm. So yeah, lose. they're one of those juggernaut young-ish, young-ish side. Yep. Yeah, juggernaut club. Well, they're, they're a side that really, in my opinion, need to be up there, season in, should season always out, be. Yeah, should yeah. always be. Yeah, this is like that's when you talk about salary caps. They, they punish teams like them, which is wrong. Yeah, you know because they should they should, you talk about dynasties that, that should be them. You should be looking at them. People should know all the famous Brisbane Broncos. or, you know the famous Melbourne Storm. The fa- that, that really, yeah, they're one of those there,
1: clubs right? that the NRL is a stronger competition. Yep. when Brisbane are doing well. Because you just see they've got this huge well, supporter for base. For me, that's
2: the key of having a fantastic, uh, you know, people will say, oh, no, you don't want the same teams. Or, no, but you want those big teams hitting their potential. Yeah. Yeah, you want the odd story coming about when some of the smaller teams, like Leicester City in 2016 was an amazing story. Mm. Great for the league. And eventually you want to close the gaps. So like the Premier League, like I said to you, because they're getting more and more money, Be out. the team that finishes last in the Premier League. We'll get more money from TV than the team yeah. that wins the Bundesliga in Germany. Yeah. And they're able to bring in better players, bring yeah. in better managers. And of course, you want that eventually, but you want your well at you the know. moment, Man
1: United not doing
2: well doesn't help the Premier League, no, does No, it? overall, no. No. No, don't. I mean, I won't lose any support over it for the moment. <laughs> 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 if it keeps going for another 10 years, I'm like, ask me that question again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but you, you know, it adds to the spice, but you need your, you know, you're like your Liverpool's. You do. It's the do. same with the A-League. I told them about the A-League. You need your Melbourne victories, your Western Sydney Wanderers, your Sydney's, a little bit more to an extent, Melbourne City, although they don't get many people, but you need those teams near the top. I mean, you know, Western Sydney Wanderers and Melbourne Victory are doing well. The competition's doing well. Yeah. You know, like, you know, and it adds to the challenge of the other teams to say, well, you know, like Central Coast, I think, won the grand final last season. What a magnificent story that is. Talk about underdogs. It's a yeah. great story. yeah. Uh,
3: with the Broncos, I think it was cool for Kevin Walters because I, I suppose there was, uh, you know, you got guys on podcasts saying that he's a nice bloke but can't coach. Yeah. Uh, that's what we all see, right? But for him to take that team with so many young players, I think, uh, I think the Broncos... Probably a good chance of playing another grand final. I if, hope so. If I was a I betting man, so.
1: and I am, <laughs> yeah, uh, my early money for next season's title would be the Broncos. Mm. Yeah, I just think they've got so much I, room I, for
2: improvement. They're d- so young. It just won't affect them as grand final because you. Know, you could, I mean, it could we, be we are, we were, as I was saying, we were all, well, majority of us, in my opinion, I'd like to hear some some of our listeners up up from North, Up from Queensland, what they think. But majority of us here in New South Wales, like, it was an amazing comeback, right? Yep. It yeah, it, but. If I or like to sort of always look at the other side of the corner, so if I was a Bron- Broncos, I'd be like, "We, we choked the bit here, yeah. yeah." So hopefully there won't, like you said, be too much scar tissue or you know to you know, because sometimes that happens to teams. We've seen that before in football, where teams come so close the season before, then they don't, and the following season they have a really It happened to it Brisbane
1: just, last time. They're in the 2015 Grand Final. Probably should have won that game. Yep lose an extra time and then they don't get back there for another eight years yes. and so struggle. They struggled yeah, in that time. Go. How, how, how tough
3: to? would that be, Boz? Like, you would have lost big games. I'm sure you won quite a lot as well. Yeah. Like how, how do you sort of get over it?
2: Uh, look, the, the, the biggest big game, I was very fortunate. The biggest big game was actually not a club one. So it won the two League Cup finals. We won the Premier League when we should have won it. Won the World Club Championship final for Manchester United against Palmeiras. Um, the, the biggest big game was Australia versus Iran. Yep. And we actually, didn't, we lost on away goals, but we didn't actually lose the game. It doesn't matter. We, we didn't make the World Cup. That was the biggest mm. one. And I was very fortunate at the time because you know three days later, I was playing for my club team again. So you sort of got out your system Move very, on. very quickly. But for a long, long time, I actually didn't speak about it. Mm. Long, long time. I'm talking about probably 10 years. Mm. Then I realized then actually how much it really affected me because you really wanted to do well for the country, you know, uh, for for Australia. Um, and that, to see the disappointment of those people's face, you put it this way: I was lucky, like I said, because I had my career. I went into, I was easy around to forget it. But I could see if that happened to you a couple times, I'd struggle so much seeing those people, those that faces yeah. of those people of Australian football people who you know for so long. You felt as though you let them down. So, if you
1: were Kevin Walters, if you're the coach day one back at training, would you sit down and address it, or would you just push it to the side and focus
2: on the year ahead? Well, there's, there's two theories to that. What you just said, address it and say, look, it's going to be hard for all of us. Let's go show them and use it, use it as determination. Or you just don't speak about it at all. Mm. You know, because I mean, you know, Sir Alex Ferguson used to turn around and say, you know, whatever happened last game, next game is a different world completely. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just hard because you know, there are some little, be it good or bad, right? I bet you there've been times when you thought to yourself, you know, I I know you had to start convincing yourself, right? Yeah. yeah. I know how good I am because of what I did. Yeah. Yeah, Three yeah, months yeah. ago yeah. or whatever. Or... Ours was always the yeah.
1: same. It's it's a 50-50. Because we do tape on yep. yeah. your performance and analyze it. And after a big race, whether it went well or poorly, mm. it can be a good or bad thing either way. If you just won a world title, for example, and sit there and watch tape on it and go, how good am I? Mm. Does that make you rest on your laurels? Can do. Can do. Can or if you lost a big race and you sit there and... and analyze it too much does that then cause scar tissue again so
2: it can do as well yeah. and i don't know about with you guys but we used to always have that like that's why we, you know anything that went over 10 minutes forget about with football oh yeah because we'll be like yeah. you're going to get like paralysis by over analysis like yeah. you know I, I used to see see things sometimes and people the leaders of the group would actually go to manage and say enough's enough too like much. Uh, too much because you could mm. see like you said you think oh you're brilliant and all of a sudden, you walk out thinking to myself, did, did we win that game? <laughs> Other times as well, you've got to be very, very careful about talking too much about the opposition. You can walk into there going, yeah, we'll beat them. And all of a sudden, you walk out going, who are we playing against? People from yeah. Mars. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. It, it's exactly right. I think as well with athletes, five maximum 10 minutes. And you've got to be very, very careful. And managers that I know now who I used to play with and against, they said, especially with the new generation, you've got to be very careful, Miss Oll. Yeah. and give out how you talk to them because you could lose them. Because you can't, like in the yeah. old days, it was like, you used to worry if they didn't say nothing to you. Mm. If you get an absolute sort of roasting, you were like, oh, well, they you must really care about me. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Uh, apparently these days, if you have a, a go in or the wrong player. way about yeah. a player, he puts his headphones on. And if he's one of the strong sort of leaders in the group, yep. four or five follow, you lose a dressing room just like that. Mm. So you got to be very, very careful. But I'm telling you, I, I, I've known that, especially for the, like, the top, top players, they don't like too much... You know, it becomes too complicated then. It's like, listen, this is what I do. All right, tell me, okay, so and sos dangerous with his left foot. All right. But the only human. You know yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So uh, top five makes, moments, yeah. Yeah. Bozzer. You're up, right, to, right, your number up three. to number three. Novak Djokovic becoming the greatest Grand Slam winner of, of all time. Uh, fantastic achievement, I think, by winning the French Open. Um, so that's my number three moment of the year. Your number three, Miss o?
1: My number three rugby league moment. Yep. Daily Cherry Evans, a okay. historic tackle in State of Origin. I think it kind of summed up the series where there's New South Welshmen. We go into every series mm. very optimistic. We've been talking for the last few years about a dynasty at Origin. It just hasn't happened. Mm. Now, this young Queensland team has emerged. But the Daily Cherry Evans moment, he runs down Stephen Crichton, for, yep. who for all intents and purposes should be a lot faster than a Daily Cherry Mm. Evans, but it's one of those things with Queensland. It's the will, it's the effort, it's the competitive nature of that team. They never say die. And for whatever reason, as frustrating as it is,
2: they do it every year. Mm. And Queensland wins another Origin Series. In 10 years' time, should we bring a third team in like the rest of the world? Because, you know, it sort of closed off a little bit. remember Sam Mm. Burgess was here, was one of the best players in his position and what he did. Um, And it is a marquee event. Do we do that or do you just keep it the way it is? It'll be
1: interesting to see, Buzzer, as time um, goes by, whether the international game will grow to a level above I think, origin. I
2: think they need to do that. Or it should. Should they should. Because, yeah, Queenslanders, when they play that state of origin, they act like a country. Yeah, they are. Honest, their own right. Country. Okay, so <laughs> maybe for an international rugby league perspective, what about putting Queensland and New South Wales in those teams? I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Yeah, so it. you've yeah. got Queensland, you could have New South Wales, New Zealand. Mm. Um, I wouldn't split up Great Britain. Yeah, Great Britain. Um, yeah, no they need they need a, help it's a very good. It it's a very good idea. I remember I remember when I used to be at Fox there was a lot of people in the rugby league. I won't mention their names, but they used to like it was like they were embarrassed to talk about the World Cup. But I remember saying to them, "Look, listen, even you know, we as football, we we had our moments where we used to have teams. And I remember I don't know, I think it was El Salvador in 1982 Hungary beat them 10-1. You've got to go through those moments. Yeah. to get to because there's nothing better than when you get the competitiveness, really, and I think it's important as well that, of course, everyone wants to play for Australia and all that. But if you've got Samoan heritage, if you've got Tongan heritage, a uh, to Lebanese play heritage, or whatever, yeah. play for them. Go and yeah. play for them. It'd be great for it. would be great for the competition because there's nothing better when you've got an open competition like that. That there's there's quite a few teams. Okay, because they used to go. Oh, there's only three teams can win. And like, I to be fair, I said I used to say what Glenn said to me before. There's only there's only probably eight to ten teams max. We can, can win a, a football world cup, world yeah, cup yeah. as well. So, but it's just, it just gets everybody, you know, everybody involved, everybody excited. And if something special does happen, you know, it's, it's absolutely amazing for the country. And there's nothing better I can tell you. If I, you'll see it again in the summer with the Euros because obviously we've got so many European immigrants over here in Australia. How everyone gets behind their country of choice, and all. There's nothing better, mate. It's fantastic. You know it from the Olympic Games.
1: Yeah, that's okay? it. All right, you're on the summer run home thanks to Hyundai. The Hyundai 2023 SUV sale event is on now. Welcome back to the best of the run home summer edition. Bozer and Missile today. This were our top two moments of 2023. Uh, we've been counting down our top five sporting we have, moments. We have, You've we have. You've been doing
2: all sports. I've been doing rugby league. Yes. It's time for number two, boys. All right, number two for me, it's got to be the Women's World Cup in general Matildas. and the Matildas getting to the semi-final. An amazing event. We know Australians um, <coughs> can put on fantastic events. Um, in the two thousand Olympics. Yeah, every time we a bit, uh, we have a great record of that. My concern was obviously because, again, being biased from a football perspective, I didn't know how much it would captivate the nation. Obviously, the help that the Matildas did unbelievably well, yeah. Um, but really, thought it was a fantastic, a fantastic event, and to see those pictures of that game that they played against France when it we went to a penalty shootout on a Saturday mm. night to see, you know, people sort of delaying their press conferences at AFL games and other fans at uh, other sports watch it. it was just it was brilliant. It was really brilliant, and for them to get to the semi-finals was. Was absolutely fantastic. What about you, number two, buddy?
1: My number two uh, was the run of Kalen Ponga back half of the year. Uh, he had a, oh, I guess, a career year for, yep. the, for the night. Yep. Uh, huge run of form into the finals, which ultimately won him the Daly M mm-hmm. as the best player in the NRL. Uh, it finally fu- fulfilled his potential. Yep. I think, you yep, You know, we sure. always said he was the next big thing. But then there was injuries. There was head knocks. The start of the season, he wasn't even sure if he was going to play on oh, wow. because of the head knocks. Comes back, back half of the year. Huge run. Gets the Knights into the final pretty much off his own back. Mm. And uh, wins the Daliam player can they, of
2: the year. Can they, you talked about the, the Warriors having a tremendous season to go on. Newcastle as well, considering the season they? Can it's, they even, it's even can tougher they, ta- for them. Can they take it further it's forward? tougher or? for them because they
1: are relying so heavily on Calum Potter. Mm. Like if he gets injured... Not the same team. Well, he's Forget the best that. player. Yeah, I, I challenge. A lot any... of teams have that. Yeah, if yeah. Messi
2: was missing from Argentina, they wouldn't be yeah. half the team. You know, yeah. if, uh, yeah. you could go through that. You could go through that. Absolutely. Octaves. If you're missing your best player, it's always going to be very, very difficult. Absolutely. All right, and also I want people to call in one 1170 and text in 0457-736-736. That's 0457-736-736. seven seven three six seven three six. What's been we did, not your top five? Uh, unfortunately, we haven't got the time. I would stay here. <laughs> <laughs> but I, they, they, they can't wait. I'm looking outside to kick me out anyway. What's your been your number one favorite sporting yeah, moment of 2023? Right, I've positive. got so many tweets one. and texts. Oh, you want to do number one? one? Oh, it's got to be Manchester City winning the treble. Yeah. Uh, amazing achievement. Only been done once before. Manchester United back in uh, 1999. And to go on to win... As well, the World Club Championship, as well, uh, which, which what Manchester United did, was a fantastic achievement. Especially again, in the, you know things always get better. That's what you wanted to get better and, and get harder. More importantly, yep. and uh, it was an absolutely phenomenal achievement to Pep Guardiola. That was their Holy Grail, Manchester City. It was yeah. one trophy. Are they suffering they a bit of a to...
1: hangover this year as uh, a result? A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. It's a lot it, of
2: football to play, isn't it? A lot. That's what. And this is coming back to what I said to you about having international. Breaks in January, and June, and yep. get them all out the way. The qualification, they're this, they're that. Yeah, I mean, you've seen serious injuries to. How DeBruyne? many games would a top
1: Man City player have played last year?
2: Probably sixty, and that's a lot. You got to think to yourself, that's yeah. not that's not in fifty two weeks than a week. you, have, yeah, yeah. you have you have four weeks off, so in forty eight weeks. So yeah, yeah. so uh, it's it's just come to the tone. You know, De Bruyne have got a serious injury. Harlan's out now, injured. Yeah. Uh, they've they've had people in and out injured. You know, it's just you know, I know I said that's a natural handicap we have by having too many games. But I don't mind having, you know, say, you know, that type of, but when you're talking about the internationals on top of that, mm. you know, then qualification and this and that and the other, you know, again, it comes down to the product, you know, and people will pay as you've seen with, with, with any sport, as long as they see the very best. Yeah. And it's also in clubs interests as well. You don't really want to have your pl- top players, only 400,000 pounds a week out for three or four months. You want to yeah. have the best of them. Yeah. You know, that's all. Yeah. yeah. My when number you, one moment. What is
1: your number one moment? It's surely going to be... Nathan Cleary's last 20 minutes of the
2: grand final. There you go. There you go. It was that a uh, short version of the Bozzers. <laughs> yeah.
1: Future immortal yep. of the game. Again, you know, he, he's played so well up until now, but that was his moment. Finally okay. realises his potential. Um, still to do it on the representative stage somewhat, but Nathan Cleary is well and truly announced himself as a the Can best they player go the four
2: straight? Can they beat the Mighty Eels record? Can they do it? <laughs> they
1: can. Well with Nathan Cleary at the helm. Yeah. What he did in that game. And
2: all this talk about this Luai guy that I've been listening to you guys. He, he's still there next season. He's still right? there, yeah. Okay. He'll be
1: he'll be there in twenty four. Uh most likely gone in twenty five, but he'll be there in twenty four. Uh Cleary Realised, you know, every player's dream in taking his team, yeah, single-handedly
2: to a premiership. He, he ain't gonna leave it, yeah. No. no, not when you got Daddy as coach. He'll be there forever. He'll be <laughs> there
3: forever. <laughs> I mean, how just how many hits though can this Panthers side take? They've, you know, they've lost players like Burton, Kick out Kickout, Appy, Corus out over the last yeah.
2: couple of years. Now well, they're, they're got, gonna lose. They've got right a messy line. production line, haven't they out there? Welcome back to the best of the run
1: home summer edition. We chatted with Sydney F C star Ryan Grant, who's fresh off a goal scoring feat. All right, well let's keep talking football then, Buzzer. Yep. With our next guest. Joining us now, veteran Sydney F C defender Ryan Grant. Wow. Hey
2: boys. Hey Ryan, how are you, mate? Yeah, good. Happy New Year to you and the family. Yeah, thanks, boys. And to you, mate. Thank you very much. appreciate that. Are you going to wish Miss Olin a happy new year as well or just me? Just me, (laughs) right? No, 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 no. Just me, me. just me, just me. No, no, just me. No, just me. Don't worry about them too.
0: (laughs) How's things going, buddy? Yeah, going all right. To be honest, coming off a, a nice win. So, yep. um, yeah, the mood's obviously a lot better this time of year too in the festive season. So it's been, yeah, a good couple of weeks. hanging off it, a
2: goal as well, buzzer. Yeah, a goal. I know. he's uh, I, I, Very rarely scores. In all fairness, but he's got an amazing engine. I and mean, we talk about capacity, yeah. you know, getting up and down. So he does always get in position. as whether or not his teammates turn around and pass it to him. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm always good for one or two a year, so I'm surprised I got it this early in the season, but hopefully I can jag it Off the one, nudie run? Yeah. Do you
1: guys have nudie run if you don't get a goal? No.
0: Nah. Uh, yeah, I mean... We have a few. Whether the boys actually turn up and do it, and you can't really force it. Yeah, <laughs> um, exactly. from boys, it Depends. But, it depends what um, type of yeah. Miss it is, a lot right? of boys volunteer it. To yeah. be
2: honest. Yeah, we. <laughs> yeah. It's quite. If you missed one for three or four metres, we wouldn't have a nudie run. You just the whole team would beat you up. But uh, like but that, <laughs> that was then. This is now. How's it been, buddies? Uh, with Uvack Tale uh, taking over from Stephen Corrigo, who of course was there for such a long time at the club. It's. It's always a bit of a. You know. It's a bit of a. It can be a massive culture shock when somebody who's been there for so long, as he was, then all of a sudden somebody new come in.
0: Yeah, obviously when it initially happened, it was um, yeah pretty surreal. As you know, Bimby's been there for oh, 19 years, I think, yeah. since, since day dot of Sydney FC. So for him not to be around, um, yeah, it was obviously a little bit different. And I've got a great relationship with Bimby too. So on a personal level, it was yeah, it was hard to see, but um even he said it to us he spoke to the boys and said that's football and it is what it is and Mm. um since then yeah Uffy's come in and uffie has been great it's been nice to have him around um obviously we've got some we're playing some really good footy um the results are sort of starting to come our way now i think at the start we're playing some good stuff but just not consistent enough but Mm -hmm. uh yeah Uffy's style um along with Driller there um has, has been really nice and um yeah, for me, it's yeah. a little bit of a change is always good too. So, um, yeah, it's been a breath of fresh air.
2: And for those who think, who's realised, to everyone who's listening, it's David Zrilic, who used to play for the Socceroos and used to play for Sydney SC as well and was recently an assistant coach over in Italy and I think over in America as well. So he's come back and he's one of Ufak Talley's assistants. Um, I'd like to ask uh, in terms of, I'm not going to ask you to compare, just to tell us about... Uh, Ufi's coaching style um, you know how would how would you categorize it in terms of Do you think it's it's an aggressive coaching style in terms of the way he wants to play is it a more level one or is it something that that basically that that uh, no one expected
0: Um, no I think as you can see we're a bit of a high pressing team Um, we did that at times uh, with Bimby over the last few years but yeah, Wolfie, and like you mentioned, uh, David really, really, the assistant is is really good at um, getting that point across of how we want to play. And, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty demanding on the body and um, expects a lot. But um, as Wolfie keeps saying to us, he wouldn't ask us to do it if he didn't think we could do it. And we've got a quality team um, on the ball, but we've got some really good players that uh, are really fit and can get around the park. Um, A lot too so the style of play sort of suits the players we have and um yeah it's very aggressive and and high press and as you can see on the weekend uh, we create a lot of chances from them turning the ball over so it's attractive football and as you know boss it's it's the modern game these days that sort of press high and um it's no more hoof it long like it used to be it's more um press high and and play some attractive football and, and get the ball um forward as quick as possible and um, yeah that's what all sort of implemented and like I said so far um, so good it's starting to yeah reap its rewards.
2: I think that's important but I think it's important as well what Ryan Grant just said actually with Sky Sports UK I do a regular thing with on Monday night and we'll talking about they asked about Ange and his ability his adaptability Ange Postacoglu was never a great strength he's you know he's you uh, say plan B was to do plan A better. But you have to <laughs> adapt because, you know, you, you can only, you have to play football that suits your players. Mm. You cannot suit your players to play your football. You'll end up, yep. it'll, it'll fall over. You haven't got that time anymore. And I think that's very, very important, Ryan. I just said that, you know, that uh, basically they're, they're playing a type of football that suits the players suits that you've got. As simple yeah. as that. And, and you know, you heard what Ryan said about the way they want to play. You, you play what's on. You've got to be able to, because remember, the more you need a, a stock when i say a stock you need a, a a routine of the way to play okay this is what but you need to be able to deviate from that because if you know exactly what you're going to do especially in the final third, thirds come back to what i said to you before about rugby league then the opposition are going to know it left right and center as well that's when you from but from that stock from that way of playing that's when you can have that little bit of variation but you have to have that thing to fall back on
1: Ryan, uh, Bozza was talking about uh, a little bit earlier on the show that A-League have implemented this new system, would you call it, Bozza?
2: I don't know what, what you call Well, basically, just to explain to you quickly, I don't know if you're aware of it because Mark Rudin and Mike Sturzowski were, were asked uh, asked about it last night. That Basically, uh, it was all over social media yesterday, Ryan, that if two teams finish level on points, it's not goal difference or head-to-head. It's basically which team wins the most. Are you aware of that?
0: No, it wasn't. I actually saw um, something on social media today uh, explaining it. I didn't actually go into the article to read it, um, yeah. but I did see something. But yeah, no, that's, yeah, I've never really heard of that. I've always thought it would go back to goal difference. Yeah. It's like something a little bit different, but I'm not sure if it's a, a global thing or a FISA thing. Or uh, not- no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know you've got to
2: be very yeah, careful yeah. what you say is understandable. And still, We've got a little bit of the, uh, you could say flow and effect because, the old CEO of the of um, the APL, Danny end as I call him, Danny Townsend. He was very, you could say, ruthless with people who spoke out of turn. But, uh. um, but uh, so I'll take over from right. But it's it's not a global thing at all. It's it's something that's it's just it just. I, I was astounded when I, saw it. I actually nearly fell over when I saw it. I thought it was maybe a April Fool's joke, but I obviously checked the date and it's not it's <laughs> day. So, um, yeah. But well, it, it, what kind of poor players there? The poor players in this A League. I tell you what. For me, they're amazing. You know, not only do they play in the middle of summer, they have to put up with this, they have to put up with that, put up with this, and this is just another thing. The players are great because they've got that attitude. That's why they're so well-liked when they go overseas. I'm like, it is what it is. Just get on with it. Um, But, like, seriously, like, guys, you know, especially after the debacle of having that grand final announcement last season when they said the next three grand finals are going to be played in Sydney, Mm. and you saw the reaction of the fans, please, guys, just check it, at least check it with the – you know, when I saw two managers last night basically saying, Well, I don't know nothing about it. Now you heard what Ryan said as well. It's like, Well, come on, man. Who's being consulted? Well, no, yeah. Yeah, exactly. No one. Well, consult someone. Yeah. Yeah. At least consult yourself in the mirror. I'm sure that you have a different opinion <laughs> if you did that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, go, so, keep going, keep talking. Buzz, uh, this
1: means right with this new. System that there's two teams tied currently,
2: yeah, but now uh, and they're separated. Well, yesterday on my app, it had Melbourne victories, they got a the better goal difference. Today, <laughs> I'm looking, it's got Wellington Phoenix, <laughs> and Wellington Phoenix have done very well. And that's who Sydney played against uh last week and had a, a really good win. Uh, but now this week coming up, Rhino user got Brisbane Raw. Now, Brisbane have also lost their coach, Ross Aloisi, who's gone off to Japan to be Kevin Musket's assistant. And they lost, I think it was 8-1 their last game. Yeah, 8-1 against Melbourne City, which must be a record. But it's not a, really a good time to play a team when they've lost so heavily. Like, you know they're going to come at you. How are you looking forward to that Brisbane game? How do you think they'll shape up for that Ryder?
0: Yeah, like you said, it's it's always difficult when they're coming off a big loss. Um, they're obviously a better team than that. It was just a one-off. And they've also got a new coach too, like you mentioned. So there's a few things they have to be wary of. Um, yeah, they'll, they'll definitely come out and, and want to prove a point. And we've also been in the cup at the start of the season. So, obviously, um, Bit of revenge. they'll want to to get yeah get one over us. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be difficult. It always is going up there with the different, especially this time of year with the heat and the humidity. So, mm. um, yeah, it'll be a challenge. But, like, every game is in the A-League. Anyone can beat anyone on their day, as, as you've seen over yep. the years. So, it'll be a big game for us, but another chance for us to... Implement the way we want to play, and um, when we do that, the the points and the the wins will take care of themselves, and we'll end up um, getting three points. So, yeah, we're quietly confident, but another good challenge for us.
1: How quietly confident are you about another goal this weekend? You're coming off (laughs) a (laughs) goal-scoring performance. They're coming off an 8-1 drubbing. Uh. Surely goals are in your future.
0: Oh, mate. Yeah, yeah, I'd hope so. If we got eight, I'd be part of that. (laughs) but I'll be just happy with the win like I said I'm only good for one or two a season so I've got one out of the way but it's sort of plenty of time to to get another one or sneak another one or two but uh, I'll take the win over over a goal
2: beautiful and well, what about quick one on the uh, uh Asian Cup but what 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 should Australia be looking to do you think like what's path for the course for them for the Socceroos
0: Oh obviously we uh we expect to be right up there and um competing for it um We've shown that we can do it. Obviously, that was on home soil, so it's a little bit different a a few years ago now. But, um, yeah, we're definitely the team uh, that we have and and the players we have. There's, I know a lot of new boys coming through, but there's obviously a lot of experience there too. So um, I expect us to do really well. Um, I'll be watching most of the games. I'm not sure what the the time difference is, but I'll watch as much as I can and and support the boys. But, um, yeah, I think we'll go very close, um, if not win it. I mean, that's very difficult. People sort of underestimate how difficult... Asia is um mm. but I'm sure um Arnie would be telling the boys the exact same thing that he expects us to to go and win it so um hopefully we can but par, do that par for the
2: course Rhino yeah. semi-finals like you know when it's like yeah. if we get to the yeah. semis you say okay well the fair play to go to the semis as we know when we get to that to that to that stage it, it can go either way
0: yeah no I think bang on Boz I think if you if we get to the semis that's a um, I, I don't want to say success, but that is a, a very good uh, ah, start. Yeah. And then hopefully, as you get there, you never know what can happen. Um, that end of the end of the tournament. So yeah. And no, the A League
2: fun. will be continued to play during the Asian Cup, correct?
0: Yes. Yes. Yep. That's correct. Yeah. Yep.
1: All right, Ryan. Thanks for joining us uh, on the summer version of the Run Home. Uh, happy New Year from all of us here. At the SEN family. Don't say not, Happy not New Year back Baza. to them. Not yeah, just don't, 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 yeah, just, say, just go, <laughs> d-
2: don't even answer them. Just go, well, Happy New Year as well to you,
1: Bozzer. <laughs> 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 <Thanks, laughs> yeah, cheers, <laughs> Bozzer. <Nah>, thanks, <laughs> partner. Thanks, <laughs> partner. Thank Thank you have a so good much. one. Good Thank luck against Brisbane. Uh, thanks,
0: mate
1: that we we recapped our top five moments of 2023, but now we're looking yeah. forward this year, 2024. Right. So what we're it's looking forward year. to? It is a what massive are year. To?
2: Well, I, I've got five here, uh, and, and um, in, in no, oh look, I've got my number one. My number one is the Euros. So that's the European Championships in uh, in Germany. That will be in June, June, July. Who would be going in as favourites? I, uh, I would say England. England. England and France, yeah. England and France will be... We I mean, thinking. you can have a look at that up right now Gibbo, as we're talking. But I say England and France will be yeah, favourites. Okay. Gareth, Southgate, I, I actually think he's ex-teammate of mine. I still speak to him quite regularly. I've actually got a feeling that if um, if England do win it, um, that uh, that he, he might... I don't know. He might look to... You know, because he's got them to the semi-final of the World Cup. He's, he's got them to the final of the last Euros in England. they are so unlucky they lose on penalties to a magnificent Italy side quarterfinals, last World Cup. I just got a feeling if they win this, even if they, I don't know, if they get, well, if they get if they get knocked out before the quarters or the semis, he'll be sacked. <laughs> That's just my uh, my opinion. But even if they sort of go out gallantly in this or whatever, i, I got a feeling, I don't know, I've got a feeling maybe he, he might depart. It'd be a shame really because I'd like to see him fulfill a, a massive, I know, ambition with this side that he sort of brought through and get them, you know, and win them a major trophy. They haven't obviously won a major trophy since 1966 and take them through to 2026. But he's got a feeling that this might be his last tournament for England. So who's the, what's the? So uh,
3: England are favourites. They're yeah, paying $4. Yep. They're France, they're at 5 and Then Germany, 7 But if you yep. want to get a little fruity, Luxembourg are paying 500, 500 to $1.
2: First major tournament, there you go. First major <laughs> tournament they've been into. Yeah. Who's
1: the star for Luxembourg?
3: Oh, the striker's pretty good, of isn't course, he? Boss? He's
2: brilliant. <laughs> he's brilliant. Yeah. What's your dad? A really good player. Yeah. Yeah. Uh the other ones I'm looking for, the Asian Cup coming up now for the soccer yep. years, mate, just now. Uh the Olympic Games, obviously, which you'll be heavily involved, I would have assumed. Yeah. Yeah, Coming in the middle in the middle of the year. Uh I would say as well the twenty twenty World Cup in West Indies and the USA. Interesting to see how it really goes down. Uh, in so,
1: how's that going to work? You, but they play half the games in yeah. the US, yeah, or yeah, so I think just, it'll be something like that. They're
2: right close to getting what together, sort of right? stadiums
3: they'll be playing oh. at baseball stadiums, I, I dare say. Really, yeah, yeah. surely, yeah, um, surely. Yeah. It's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens there because I know there is a big push at the moment for cricket over there. They've mm. had their own sort of big bash tournament yeah. that yeah. uh Marcus Stoinis was over yeah. at, but yeah, and then again, I guess it's just another chance for India to. Hopefully, get to a final and maybe not win it. We'll see
2: how. <laughs> and it goes. also the, uh, the Premier League title race. I, I really think it's going to be yeah. the most open. When I say the most open, in terms, of, I don't think it will eventually go out maybe to two teams. I but I've got a feeling it's going to be it's it's going to go all the way with three or four teams that could still win it. Coming out to the final weeks, which over such a long course of the season is 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 is, is will be a will be a, a nail bite to put it that way. What about you? What are you looking forward to?
1: The Olympics is the big one. Huge, yeah, eh? The what, what is Olympic it, July, year. buddy? Uh, yeah, last two weeks of July, first yeah, week so of August. after the Euro, so they're over, not going to mix the two. Over in right. Paris. Yeah. Paris, perfect spot for an Olympic Games. Uh, just right for the picking, I reckon. Do you reckon? Um, the Australian team, I mean, I'm probably most qualified to talk about the swim team. No. We had our most successful world champs last year in 2023. Brilliant. We had equal most successful Olympics in Tokyo 2021, yeah. it turned out being. No reason any of that's going to change. Okay. Pretty young swim team, particularly our female roster of roster? swimmers, yep. is just unbelievable. Uh, the big name that I believe will come out of this Olympics will be Molly O'Callaghan. So we've seen yep. Ariane Titmuss and Emma McKee in the last two Olympics. Uh, they've been the, the big names. I believe our, uh, Molly O'Callaghan will come out as the, the lead swimmer for the Australian swim team, and she will get Five Gold medals, there you go. At the Paris
2: Olympics, you remember in the past Olympics when they were sort of you know, like if there were or whatever the major championships, they're having a bit of a pop thing. You know, the mainstream media saying, Okay, are we you know, we're not really performing as well as perhaps we should have. Yeah, remember there was a lot of talk that maybe our selection, maybe having the world champions yeah. so far out. Whereas America, I'll there's elections. You, you yes, I that I'll say their selections, have you changed? Yes, I want that. i clarify that for everyone.
1: What it used to be was we would do our um, Olympic trials in March yeah. in our summer, maybe even Feb some yeah. years in our basically in Australian summer, yeah. and then the Olympics are in August. Yeah, so you've got six All months minimum in between. And the same as any sport, form comes and that's goes. Right. ebbs and flows. Exactly. And, and yeah, you got you to, to be, be you want to peak yourself. You want to for be the, match fit the, as yeah, well, right? Hundred percent. So America always did their Olympic trials three, four weeks before the Olympics. So that's, the swimmers that's that then. were picked were in form when they got there. Yeah. Finally, for the Tokyo Olympics, we switched it to three to four weeks before the Olympics. Yeah, good. Lo and behold, we have our most successful Olympics ever, and everyone says, "Duh!" Like, what were we doing?